And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic Soccer Show. I am Alex Abnos, Managing Editor for U.S. Soccer, and I have here with me Pablo Maurer and Felipe Cardenas. And we have news today. We are, what, days out for the beginning of the MLS regular season? It, we're recording this on Tuesday. The season starts on Saturday. And at long last today, we know what the playoff format is going to be. Uh, Pablo Maurer and Jeff Reuter broke this story. It is expected to be officially announced later today on Tuesday. And we had reported in the lead up to it, uh, Pablo and Sam Stasco and Paul Tenorio and about all sorts of past uh, format considerations that they were that they were talking about. But what we have now in place, nine teams per conference in uh, the East and West Conference will make the playoffs for a total of 18 teams. The eighth and ninth seeds will play a one-off uh, sort of play-in game at the higher seeds home venue. And then something that's really quite different. The first round is now best of three. The higher seed will host the first and third game if necessary. And there's no ties in that first round. It's uh, win, or, win or lose. And if it's tied at the end of regulation, they go straight to penalty kicks. And then from then on, it's single elimination at the home of the higher seed all the way through to MLS Cup. That much is the same as before. Felipe, Pablo, this is a big change for MLS. It's a big change that comes basically on the absolute eve of the season. What are your overall thoughts on this, Pablo? Let's uh, let's start with you. What are your overall thoughts on this format? Yeah, I mean, I guess I just touched first on on what you said at how it's coming on the eve of the season. I mean, obviously, Felipe and I did an interview uh, um, late last week with Phil Neville, Inter Miami's head coach, and he um, sort of suggested that this kind of late decision making is one of the reasons why uh, you you know why MLS isn't one of considered one of the sort of top leagues in the world. Um, I don't know if I'd take it that far, but it's definitely a, not a great look. You know, um, something as fundamental as your playoff format, uh, you know, your competition schedule. I feel like you know should be solidified um, long before the beginning of the year. As far as the as, as far as the format itself, I don't know, man. I mean, Twitter's sort of burning down about this right now. Um, maybe it's because Alex, people like you and I have been around since best of threes were a thing initially. And we've seen best of threes, home and aways. We've seen like the, who was it? Like the dynamo or the LA galaxy when like the Eastern conference championship, like stuff like that, that this just seems almost par for the course, you know? Um, it's just another few games, I guess. I like the play in game idea, you know? Um, I think it works in other sports. I personally don't even consider that part of the playoffs. I just think it's like a, one-off thing. I don't think you make the playoffs if you make the play-in game, you know. Um, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm not, like, mortified by this. You know, I feel like other people are, but... I think I think the, the term to encompass uh, playoffs and play-in game, I guess we can just call it the postseason, uh, generally speaking. 
Uh, for reference, under this plan, uh, teams to make the postseason in MLS, that'll be 62% of the teams. Uh, there are 29 teams, and under this plan, with 18 of them, it'll be 62%. For comparison, among comparably sized comp- uh, professional leagues in the United States, in baseball, and this is including wild cards and play-ins and everything, so postseason, baseball is 40%, NFL is 44%, NHL is 50%, NBA is higher than MLS at 66%. And MLS, as I said, is 62%. And just for reference, Liga MX, 12 out of 18 teams make the playoffs. That is 66%, so actually higher than MLS. Felipe, what are your thoughts on this new format? I was going to say that you, Alex, you said that this is a big change for MLS. And in my head, I'm like, is it low? Like, they, they, this is a league that loves change. It's a league that, sure. that will change on the fly. And you, you both mentioned that they, they, there's been a best of three series before. I think what why perhaps people are melting down and and this why this is such a hot topic and why phil neville as well you know really was so candid about it is because last year's playoffs were so good you know they were finally really good the single elimination the games were good uh you could the stakes were high and that is like the number one thing that mls needs to improve on is more games with higher stakes and so my first reaction is like i don't love 18 teams in the playoffs it's going to be difficult for me to for anyone to talk me into that that like yes you know a ninth place team getting in whether it's in a play-in or not is going to help the league it's going to help the elevate the the uh the level of play I, i just don't see that i think it'll be great for us to be able to uh really harp on that throughout the season and and (laughs) probably overanalyze like these teams that are like in the 10th and ninth spot and are vying for the playing game you know what does that mean for the playoffs and and and, in mls in general i do like that yes they the the decision makers at the in the league office clearly understand that they can't just eliminate the single elimination playoff format which was so successful and so they've kept that right in the, in the the conference semifinals, the conference final, and then obviously MLS Cup is going to going to be a one game playoff. I like that it's just PKs too, right? So it's going straight to PKs, no ties, no extra time. I like I've just never been a fan of that. I think they should do golden goal. Like if they're not going to do extra time, do golden goal. And the next best the next best thing is straight to PKs. Pablo, I think I uh, mentioned this to you as soon as we uh, found out that it was going straight to PKs. It's like they're so close. They're so close to Just getting some vintage MLS. And you know what they got to do. They got to bring back the 35-yard shootout. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, would, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. I think if we create a popular uprising, the MLS League office will have no choice but to respond. Uh, guys, <laughs> so obviously we've talked about the two major uh, changes here. One is the number of teams. One is this best of three format. To the extent that there is a problem with this new playoff format, do you think it lies in one or the other? Uh, Do you have a problem with one or the other? I'll just give my own personal opinion to start off here. I think best of three is just weird. I think it's just a weird way to do uh, a a soccer uh, elimination in playoffs. I had no problem. I think single elimination is great. I don't love home and away aggregate either. Again, this is just my personal opinion. I think I would much rather have more teams all playing one-off single elimination games than throwing in some weird best of three thing that doesn't exist anywhere else. And that increases the likelihood of sort of like weird, meaningless dead rubber games uh, in a, in a, in a play, not exactly dead rubber, but games that are not ratcheted up to their most ultimate intensity that they could possibly be. Well, um, so Pablo, let's for, start with for, you. 
Yeah, for me, it's been really interesting. Felipe and I, obviously, Felipe is still in Miami. Um, we were As there. You can see. Um, yeah, Fort yeah, Lauderdale, exactly. to be to be precise, Fort Lauderdale. Right, precise. drinking a beer on a patio. This is barely work at this point. <laughs> um, you know, we we talked to a bunch of, uh, I think, four different MLS head coaches, a bunch of players. It was really interesting and instructive for me to talk to a guy like Jim Curtin, who is um, who played in nearly every iteration of postseason format that MLS has tinkered with. And he was sort of interested in the best of three. He made a point that I guess I hadn't really thought of, which is that if you put any two competitive teams together and have them play each other three times in a week, they hate each other by the third game. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah, like it's point. it's just like a bit getting locked in a hotel room with your family type of situation. I think I don't know, maybe what I <laughs> said was just destructive of what I think of my family, but <laughs> you know, like. Um, oh, I, the one thing I would say is like to, answer, to more directly answer your question, I just I do have a problem with the expanding the number of teams. Like Felipe said, I think it's like farcical that over sixty percent of the league makes the playoffs. I also think that if you think about it that, that way, it's like uh, it, it, if you are a sporting director or an MLS head coach and your team does not make the playoffs, it should be like an almost guaranteed death sentence. I mean, it is, if it's so easy to do at this point, you know what I mean? Like hopefully the stakes are sort of ratcheted up more on teams that don't make the playoffs, but it is, it's just like the regular season at this point is just a ticket sale. I mean, it, I don't know. It just feels so largely meaningless. It's hard um, as a journalist and probably fans, I'm sure feel the same way to like get motivated to cover with a, with an absurd level of detail, a game in the middle of July that is just of so little consequence, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're doing themselves any favor, man. But this is all about Apple, obviously. You know, I mean, it's all about getting more games for inventory, creating more narratives for television. Um, so it's pretty obvious why they're doing this, you know. Well, on, on the flip side of that, Pablo, I would say that that I like if you want people to suffer consequences for bad performance, basically doesn't it make it even more embarrassing to not make the playoffs if more teams make the playoffs like that's what i'm saying i mean you're not you're not gonna have so now like the teams that are placed basically 10 through the end of the conference now like even more heat is going to be on them than they would have been that's my hope that's what i'm saying that's my hope that will be that way yeah yeah i think it's wait and see i think it's wait and see i agree with you alex 100 like you should not no team now in mls absolutely no team in mls should be saying our goal is to make the playoffs if anyone says that, they're just, they're really low. They're, the bar is already low. It's already been lowered, and they're lowering it even more to say our, our objective is just to make the postseason. Now, if it's decision day or you're a week out and you're in 10th place and you're saying our goal is to make the playoffs, okay, that's a lot different. You're just trying to get into the postseason, get in, it doesn't matter. But I, I agree with, with Pablo. You know, there, like I said before, no one is going to talk me into the fact that it's, you know, adding more teams to a playoff format is a good thing. And you mentioned Mexico. Like, League Egypt playoffs has always been part of League MX, but over the last few years, it's been completely panned and destroyed by analysts because it's watering down the league, and they've eliminated promotion and relegation as well. And so League MX is sort of in this MLS style. Uh, they're, they're moving more towards the MLS model, I think, for a lot of different reasons that are financial as well. But... Uh, yeah, you know, is there going to be more heat on general managers and coaches that don't make the playoffs? Hopefully, I think we'll see if the decision makers in the front office see that as something that like they just cannot uh, move past. And I think fans, hopefully, are, that are listening will say, "Well, yeah, we need to 
get on our teams as well. That cannot be accepted, whether it doesn't matter if you're uh, uh, St. Louis SC and you're the expansion side or if you're Atlanta United. Uh, everyone needs to up their game and, and not fall into that. What I'm calling like as essentially the relegation zone. The, yeah. like it, it, that's what it is if like you're not in the playoffs in mls you've been hypothetically relegated to just the laughing stock of the league so it'll be interesting to see how everyone analyzes that coming closer to the postseason i mean we're laughing but i think that's actually very important like to since relegation if it ever happens is not going to happen anytime soon all we have is shame all we have is public shame to to <laughs> That's to, all we can do. To use against do. these teams, so like that should be maybe focused more on a on a smaller number of teams while more make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, just for some context, by the way, if the same playoff format were to apply or were to have applied in 2022, uh, in the East, Columbus and Charlotte would have made it in. They did not. Uh, they would be playing each other for the play in uh, for the right to play Philly in the, uh, I guess, opening round, quote-unquote, of the playoffs. And then the West, Portland, and Vancouver would have made the playoffs and gone, and the winner would have gone up against LA. Columbus and Charlotte. Can you hear the, can you hear the <laughs> excited shrieks of MLS fans as you <laughs> Columbus-Charlotte play-in game? Uh, I mean, Portland-Vancouver yeah. is a, is a, is a Cascadia a game. A yeah. I mean, the playing game, you mentioned it, like... Uh, Again, even in the NBA, it's there's there's that filter over that game that like these are the teams that probably don't deserve to be in the playoffs. That's just the bottom yeah. line. And I mean, as a, I, as an unfortunate Washington Wizards fan, whose entire you know our, our team's entire goal is just to be somewhere in the picture for the play-in tournament, it's a sad existence to be in that sort of nether region where you're not in the playoffs, but you're not out of the playoffs. So you're not you out, doing? yeah. And and the the best of three, absolutely agree with you, Alex. It's just like it's it doesn't fit with the sport and I, i'm gonna sound like a bit of a traditionalist like I, I i like home in a way because i i think we're just used to it i understand that it can not be great at times because player the coaches and players get super cagey in the first leg or uh it can be essentially over after one leg and then the second leg is is, is worthless or meaningless whatever that means but it, it's still traditional we spoke to joseph martinez here a couple of days ago at the intermediate training facility I asked him about the playoffs and he's like I still like home and away, but he was like, I really liked last year's playoff yeah. format. So like the players like that too. Cause like Pablo said, they go through an entire 34 game season where it's probably hard for them to get up for games too in the middle of July. Uh, so they like that tension and that the, we, we, I think the league obviously needs more of that. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. 
Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's stick with the format. Um, Pablo, you've spoken with uh, people that were sort of involved in the in the creating of this new format, the best of three. This is something, as we mentioned, that MLS hasn't done since the early 2000s. What do we know about why the league went this way with it? What other formats did they consider? And uh, how did they land, land on this? Yeah, I mean, I, I had two, well, three questions, basically, for people in conversations today. One of them was, which other formats did you consider? Obviously the one that, you know, Sam and Paul and I had reported on, that was the primary one they looked at, which is a group stage world cup style um, kind of tournament, you know, end of season tournament, similar to what they're using for leagues cup, for example. Um, the, the problem there was the obvious one where you end up with um, third, you know, it works both ways. Like the third game could be meaningless or if you, you could also just win the third game in advance, in which case the first two games were meaningless. Like, you know, the, the league, you know, according to, the, to people associated with the decision, their goal was to get more meaningful, as many meaningful kind of knockout games as possible, um, which is counterintuitive if you ask me. I mean, I think, uh, you know, somebody mentioned to me that the, a market research firm they did, um, they worked with to sort of look at, this decision suggested that people really love single elimination games. And it just leads to, you know, the obvious thought is, okay, well, that's the format of your entire playoffs right now. Like I, I am of the feeling, yeah, I am of the feeling having, having watched MLS since its inception that they finally got it right. I mean, last year was like, even I, as a cynic, as a, as a neutral observer was like the playoff games were hype, man. MLS. I mean, I just, it was great. You know, every single one was awesome and like super tense and had great environments at all of them. I just feel like single elimination creates these things automatically. And that's before you even throw in any storylines or any specific teams or any specific players or coaches or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and like, so my other question really uh, for them was, look, if you're the Philadelphia Union or somebody like that, you're going to play CCL, Leagues Cup, Open Cup. Um, by all accounts, you're probably going to make the playoffs. By all accounts, you're equipped to make a deep playoff run. Um, you're going to end up playing whatever it is, 50-plus games. And, uh, you know, does the league have any plans to alter the roster regulations to maybe accommodate teams that have this number of games? Um, the answer I got on that in a couple conversations was definitely not this year. I think the league is interested to see how League's Cup plays out, to see how teams cope with that additional workload. Maybe next year you see some tweaks. I don't know. You know, um, I think it's also interesting if you're <laughs> if you're relegated to that playoff game or the play-in game, you play even potentially another ninety minutes. I mean, I think um, the league their data says that um, you know a, a team that makes a deep playoff run, this is going to lead to them playing like an additional 180 minutes of soccer, no more than that. So on the surface, it doesn't seem insane. But when you look at the whole picture and you look at the, they've added Leagues Cup now for all teams, all sorts of stuff, 
it just gets a little ridiculous, man. You know, so I think that's something they're going to have to address for sure. And by the way, Phil Neville, Jim Curtin, Pat Noonan, all these guys we spoke to in Miami all agreed. You know, it's something agreed, that, yeah. like, that those roster regulations have to evolve somehow. Yeah, I would just add to that, just my personal opinion, based on hearing from head coaches here in, in the preseason in Florida, it's like, you know, MLS teams are, are not equipped for this. They are not equipped to play all these different games, like over 50, 60 games in one season. They're not, the depth isn't there yet. And not just for a, a, a three-year-old team or a, a team that's been here since 96. Like, clearly, they're not, the, the academies aren't ready uh, and and you think of the best of three series, like that's that's a lot of pressure physically on these on these players. Like if you get to the third game, like who's going to be left standing? Honestly, it gets to that point. Uh, <laughs> and so that that I don't think that's been thought through. You know, I think we all understand that MLS. Yes, it's growing. The growth is very impressive, but from a depth percept a depth perspective, roster depth, the league is still behind. And Mexico, for instance, yeah, I think they are much more advance in terms of their academy system they don't they they bring players up their, their their teams are a lot deeper you see that in ccl you, you're going to see that i think in leagues cup as well uh and so this could be a, a bit of a you know a rocky start for for a lot of teams uh when it comes to the physical aspect you saw atlanta united lost like four or five guys last year in the first two weeks of the season and it just derailed their entire year so th- th- that i think is going to be a big part of how coaches manage the players for these for the postseason leading to the postseason you know that's going to be a big part of of how the 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 strategy goes you know once the playoffs begin you know what quick a very quick counterpoint maybe this expanded format rewards teams that spend more on their roster rewards rewards teams that um that are actually deep you know what i mean um they're obviously maybe we'll see more academy players so or maybe people just won't play in the open anymore i don't know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah well guys we we referenced it at the top, but there has been a lot of reaction. I've seen it on the back end, basically in the comments of these stories that we've done about the playoff format and now the official announcement and Twitter and everywhere you look online, there is a lot of reaction along the lines of this ruins the league. This proves this isn't a serious league, a Mickey Mouse league proves that MLS is bad, so on and so forth. We are all well. Used it also proves that Phil Neville was right. Phil Neville was right. Phil Neville was all right. of his comments, sure. he was spot on. My my question to you guys is, do you agree with that? To what extent do you agree with that? I mean, I don't really love this playoff format, but these seem like overreactions to me. Maybe I'm, am I, I being too kind? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, th- I think it's like uh, what I would say is, yes, on, on the surface, it's a huge overreaction. It doesn't even change that much. Um, B, I would say that... Uh, to to sympathize a little bit with those people it's a cumulative thing i think it's like sure. a, it's a thing where something changes every year and then it's like you know this year i think particularly with the apple thing it's pretty jarring i think mls fans are not to sound like um you know a parent went through a divorce here or something like that but they're dealing with a lot of change and like it's just a lot to handle at one time um and see very quickly uh in regards to the characterization of it as a mickey mouse league and I swear to God, I'll tell a story in 15 seconds or so. During MLS's back, um, a couple of people told me that Bruce Arena used to basically just sit around in the lobby at the hotel that they were all sharing, and he would make the exact same joke over and over again. Bear in mind that the hotels they were sharing were at Disney Resorts. He would just people walk by and he'd go, what kind of Mickey Mouse operation is this? 
So anyways. <laughs> Classic. Uh, but no, yeah, more to your point, no. This is just like a, it, it's obvious why they're doing it. It's not some catastrophic thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, probably, we'll, we'll all watch it. Maybe, you know, it'll work in some respect. Who knows? But it's just a cumulative thing. It's like every year there's like a dozen changes to deal with, whatever it is. You know, that's it's tough. I'll say that, like, I mean, certainly the Apple agreement has a lot to do with this. We know that. We, we've talked about it exhaustively. But uh, Emily still has a, an image problem, I would say, around the world globally. It's improving a lot. Uh, I think locally, like domestically here in the States, there's still a lot of people that they need to win over. And the constant change uh, isn't going to help unless they really nail it, unless they really nail it with something that just, like like they did last year with the single elimination playoffs. Like that was it for me. Uh, But it's, it's interesting that knowing that they are still trying to build a lot of equity and, and just brand recognition around the, around the country and our, around the world to consistently continue to change and experiment. Uh, I don't think that helps in the long run. I think eventually maybe it won't matter, but you know, I remember Phil Neville telling us like MLS, when you saw my pro rel, he felt like that was something that they should explore. And then he said, you know, MLS has always been a brave league. They made brave decisions. And to an extent he's, he's right. Uh, but it's it's one thing to be brave, another one to just sort of experiment to see how it goes and then continue to change it. And I think that's what fans are discouraged about because they get used to something, they like something, there's momentum, and then they just take a couple steps back. And the and the and like the timing of it doesn't help. It's like when it's this late, again, to go back to the first thing I talked about, it just reeks of like we're building the play in the air, you know what I mean? And like that's one of people's main criticisms about MLS. It's like they're like you said, Felipe, just sort of like throw it at the wall and see if it sticks kind of deal. Meanwhile, we're almost 30 years into this. You know what I mean? I feel like you probably should have had it figured out. By the way, there is a formula for how to do this. There's successful football leagues across the globe. Um, to add a little context to the World Cup style format, I was interested in conversations I had today. Um, you know, people thought that that might be a little alien to American sports fans. Um, and it just sort of goes back to who you're trying to appeal to here. Are you trying to appeal to... Are you trying to make a hockey fan a soccer fan, or are you know I'm of the I'm of the opinion that you should probably um, realize that global soccer has already kind of made it in the U.S. and you should be trying to speak to those people. Um, maybe, I mean, I know this sounds like not something I would say, but maybe like get a little more closely aligned to the formats of other leagues globally. And best of three is Pablo. completely alien. You know, I mean, Do you, you can make yes, the argument, uh, by the way that the you can make the argument by the way that. The, gr- the group stage format, which people are like, that's insane. That's a World Cup thing. There's like 50 leagues across the world that use yeah. that format. And the Colombia, right? Yeah, it's a, Colombia yeah. still does the groups. They they say you you make it to like the to the to that group stage. You qualify for that group stage. Eight teams get in for you know two groups of four. But Paulo, remember we were on the street here in in Miami reporting for you know several stories, and we ran into a group of uh, old wily Argentines. You know, like really old school guys, cigarettes, a roving gang of old wily Argentines. Oh, yeah. I'm loving oh, this. Yeah. I'm loving this image. No. <laughs> living, living close to the beach, smoking cigarettes. Uh, picture like Pablo mentioned, Cesar Luis Menotti, the, the 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 coach that won the World Cup in '78 with with Argentina. But one of the guys we were asking several questions. One guy said about MLS. He's like, if if the NBA is the best league, basketball league in the world, and everyone tends to copy that. Why does an MLS copy the best leagues in the world with, with their format? Like, what are they doing? 
Yeah. Uh, and it, it, this is someone who doesn't follow the league, you know, isn't isn't passionate about MLS, but sees the American model as just that. Like they're just doing sort of their own thing here. I mean, I, my counterpoint to that would be like, this is is this not the United States? Does every other league that I mentioned also have playoffs? Uh, like the, you know, the old American exceptionalism. <laughs> you, you, yeah, man. Like it's diff- <laughs> sports are different here. They just are. They are. So like, I think that you get probably new, more new fans by creating more opportunities for super exciting games. And that's why you have playoffs at all. That being said, I think the way to get the best playoffs, as I think you guys both agree was what we have seen the last couple of years, which is single elimination all the way through do or die games. Cause that's just like, it automatically creates that situation for teams. Well, and the bottom line is they can tinker all they want until the soccer gets better and more competitive. They're, you know, MLS won't be considered to borrow uh, um, terminology we heard a lot in the past few days, an elite league. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not, this is not like me, like shitting on MLS or something. That's just the reality of it. You know what I mean? The, that American exceptionalism you're talking about also probably demands that we are the best, that we offer the best possible product when it comes to any, any league like that. You know what I mean? That's why the NBA, the NBA, the NFL, baseball, they're also popular because they are the greatest leagues in those sports in the world. I mean, until MLS is there, they can, they can tinker with a playoff format all they want. They can do whatever they want, but it's, it's still going to be struggling for relevance. You know, again, that's not me being, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I I also don't think MLS's goal and objective and expectation should be the best league in the world either. I know it's like thrown out there a lot. You know, we want to be the most uh, attractive league or the best, well, among the best leagues in the world. The That's league of choice. Very lofty. The, the league, league of choice. choice. League of choice. Yes. Elite. The league Elite. of choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just too lofty of a goal for a league. And that continues to grow. That continues to change. Whose expansion system is still ongoing. Like they're still bringing in new teams. Like settle all that first and then focus on improving general quality of the league and really attracting not just the best players in the world that are in their peak that say, hey, I want to go play in that league. That league looks interesting, looks challenging. Uh, you know, before that gets done, you know, before they can really attract a handful of those players, uh, there's a lot just that MLS needs to improve in their own house. And I think that should be the exception or that should be Look, the exception. My, my, my main takeaway from today was Alex's early quote, which is probably the poll quote for this podcast, which is, hey, shame is all we have. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just and on that note. And on that note, we will close. I think that's as worthy a closing line as any. Uh, It's going to take a while for us to find out if this playoff format is actually any good or if it's any bad, if any of these things that we're talking about are even relevant at all, because Decision Day isn't until October 21st of this year. So we have several months to think about this playoff race to the extent that there even is one uh, and, and the playoff format itself, of course, after October 21st. But until then, Pablo, Felipe, Thank you so much for coming on the show today. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.